Okay, everybody. Welcome, group. Welcome, Chevra. To another Choban Shir. Uh, we continue in the Sefer. Uh, today, we're going to be learning. It's called Az Yomale Schok Pinu. Then, Az, then, our mouths will be filled with laughter, joy, laughter. And a few uh, remarks over here before we begin is one remark is uh, we're going to learn about where's our place in history exactly and not taking things for granted, gratitude, the attitude of gratitude. He's going to talk about that. It's a little bit of a departure from what he's been speaking about, but in the next chapter, he comes back to the topic of Gu'ul and Eric Yisrael, even though obviously this is connected to it. So uh, just an opening remark over here that we spend a great deal of time worrying about ourselves. And spirituality or gu'ula mindset, Am Yisrael mindset, is going from the prat to the klali, going from the individual to the broad, or going from the particular to something expansive. And like any time where you find going, a person stops worrying about themselves, their own sense of being, and all those little tiny thoughts we have, we have this, we have that, we have the, 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 all these things that occupy our headspace, our mental real estate. So when that like vanishes, you know, and you go from worrying about myself to a broader expansive view. So that's spirituality. There's something about that of going from the particular to the broad, from the expansiveness, right? Like I'm worried about myself, I'm worried about my own life. I'm worried about, you know, do they have this food in the store? Do they not have this food in the store? You know, like, uh, I don't know, I thought of that example per se, you know, like run out of eggs, you know, whatever it is. Worried about our own particular things in life. But when we take a step back and we see the broader picture of where we are in history and not taking for granted as we're going to speak about the things that are already on the scene. You know, it's like we're born and we show up and we're on the scene. We're like, hey, how come this is weird in Israel? And how come they don't have that in Israel? And why can't you get a normal hot dog? And why, why don't they just learn how to make Gables and Hyman hot dogs? Or, and there's so much. We just show up on the scene. We take for granted all the goodness and the gratitude. We fail to have gratitude about where we are, the context, exactly. And what we, to that spirituality. What we turn our attention to. You know, it's not only spirituality, but what we're going to be focusing on today is the idea of Hakara Satovin, how we need to see where we are in history, not take for granted the, the bigger picture. And not only that, he's going to talk about Hakara Satov and what I understood to be attuning ourselves, turning our attention to the finer things in life, you know? Like everything's an attention grab. Our attention is competing with so many things. You know? They are competing for our attention. Are they're they competing are for competing our attention. Yeah. Our attention. Well everything's pulling pulling away, okay. And I hope I understood this correctly. I I wasn't a hundred percent sure. So I asked my Rebbe, Rabbi Rothman. So we'll, if I make any mistakes, surely it is a mistake in the Person reading it. Then our mouths will be filled with laughter. Happiness. Everyone wants to be happy. That is perhaps the thing that everyone wants in our generation. Right? There's a class in Harvard on happiness, positive psychology. It's one of the biggest classes in the world on happiness. I think it's a Jewish professor also gives it. Israeli professor. And Simcha is also found specifically within the light of our entire nation. Because happiness is the Shechina. So the mother of us all. As he brings this positive, the mother 
Aim Habanum, the mother of her children, is happy. Aim Habanum Smecha. The famous Sefer, Rav Tatal. We have it here in the base manager, I'm right, sure. It's right there. Right there. I don't see it. It's right there. Okay, I believe you. It's an amazing Sefer. Amazing, amazing Sefer from Rav Tachtal. In order that a person's heart gets filled with happiness and inner content, so then he needs to have this loftier divine presence, what he's calling the Shekhinah. Therefore, so therefore, only going to this expansive vision, this klaliest thing of the Beis HaMikdash, with the appearance or the reemergence of the Nishmas HaKlali, the broad soul Mu'uchad Shal Yisrael, which is one with Yisrael, the Nishmas HaKlali, then Simcha, true Simcha begins to reside. And he brings some Sukkim. When we return to Tzion, we'll be like dreamers. Then our mouths will be filled with laughter and our tongues with song and joy. Meaning to say, this is, as I wasn't sure 100% why he's bringing these Sukkim over here, but I think what he was bringing this Pasuk to show that only when the nation returns, when there's the Hofa of an entire nation, when you see Am Yisrael in its strength coming together in the masses and the numbers, right? We have, I think, a little bit over 6 million Jews here in Eretz Yisrael. Then there's Simcha. Az right? Only when there's the appearance of the nation first in Eretz Yisrael, then you get the higher levels of Simcha. Another Pasach. Uvduya Yeshem Yeshuvun, Uvat Zion Berina V'Simchas Oilum Arosham. Uvduya Yeshem Yeshuvun, the cast aside nation, or the, the Pashup shot over here, Vduyesha means the lost tribes, the people that were so far out. Yeshuvun uvat Zion berina, and they come to Zion, rina, singing and dancing, v'simcho salam al and eternal joy is on their head. Parenthetically, I have a chubrus with my brother once a week, and we've been learning in Rav Nassin, this 30 or 40 page uh, discourse of, from Rav Nassin and Lakuta Elachas, all on this Pasuk about the Vduya Yishem Yeshuvun, the cast aside people are going to come back. And Zelu Umazeh, because they were so cast aside that they were so downtrodden and they felt so burdened, right? It's corresponding to that. That itself is going to be their simcha. That someone as far away from Hashem as me, someone who is so shlamazeldik, someone such a shlamizel, someone who's so discouraged, so sad, so broken. Even someone like me is Zohar to wear tefillin. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> someone who is so far from Hashem, who's so depressed, who's so filled with anxiety and trauma, is Zohar to do wear tzitzis. Wow. <laughs> right? And Rav Nassim calls that, or Rav Nachman calls that, uh, doing the flip. Flipping your happiness, your sadness into happiness. And according to more, as sad as you are, that brings you even more happiness. It's not going to be our topic right now, but Rav Nassim has 30, 40 pages written just on this alone in Hilchas Puri Verivya, Oz Gimel, Kuta Elachas, Ein Sham. It's an amazing, it could be a year long worth of shirim just in its own right, just this topic itself. And he keeps bringing this Pasuk. Right, we know the rest of the pasuk is what we say in the Shemona Erse. And departs us. It leads us away. It's all one pasuk. Right, the term Yagamanacha comes from this pasuk over here. Okay, v'hu asher omer hikitzu v'ranenu, and this is what it means that hikitzu v'ranenu. We have to wake up, we have to sing, we have to rejoice. Meaning to say, only once we have our nation, and we go from the particular to the broad, then there's the hofa, the appearance of the nishmas haklali and neshama haklali, the the full package, so to speak.
And if we're going to look at the Parsha Bikurim, he's going to do a little bit of Parshanut over here. He's going to do a little bit of Drasha, him some Sukkim. So just hang in there if it's a little bit technical. It's not too technical. If we look at the Parsha Bikurim, we'll see this. The Torah commands an individual to take his first fruits and bring them to the base of Mikdash. Visham omedhu imperio noam shalom. Right? And there he stands there with his fruit and he's Naom, he's feeling pleasant. The thing that he say starts with Yaakov Avinu. Arami Oved Avi. This Armenian tried to destroy my father. Derech she shibud Mitzrayim, and this happened through Mitzrayim. V'yeru osanu hamitzrim, right? And that the Mitzrim source misham liyitzia, and then he goes from Yaakov, he goes to Mitzrayim. Then it says we were pressed to Mitzrayim. V'yotzienu Hashem Mitzrayim. Then Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. Ad hagala aretz until we came to the land. V'yavenu el hamakom hazeh, and then what happened? Hashem brought us to Israel. Omar, and then when he finishes bringing the Bikurim, what does he say? Right, and now you're bringing me my first fruits, you've given me that Hashem has given me, right? So he starts all the way back, he brings his Bikurim, right? And he does like a little uh, stroll in history, right? First, then the Mitzrim enslaved us, then Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim, then he brought us to this place, and now Hashem gave me fruit. It's a whole long historical context that he's giving over here. The Torah is commanding us that we look at the fruit that grows in our garden as one long chain of history. It's not just there's the fruit. There's a history to this fruit. There's a history to us growing the fruit. It all started with Yaakov Avinu. This fruit began to grow by Yaakov. Before thousands of years. And the end, it comes out that there's this fruit uh, that becomes your Bikurim that grows in your yard. Right? Uh, the to teach a person that the true implications of this fruit basket that you're bringing the only way you can really truly appreciate the Bakurim and this fruit that we bring is only through looking at the way this fruit was in a long history of things right that we start with Yaakov and then we go to Mitzrayim Mitzrayim Hashem took us out now I have this fruit it's like the bread truck you know it's like the bread truck comes in the morning, or let's say in the uh, Makola right by me on Beth, uh, the, the best Makola right by me on Dolev, you know? It's like the guy's there at four in the morning, like making sure there's bread there for people, you know? Even though it might not necessarily be open at four in the morning, but like we show up on the scene and we're like, oh, there's no bread, you know? Oh, it's open. Oh, there is bread. You know, I get my baguette, you know? Like we have to appreciate the historical context of which our experience takes place in. It wasn't just, I show up and there's bread. There was a bread truck. There was a farmer who made the wheat, right? And you know, get the sudur, the pas, then some guy baked it, then it had to be there. Then some guy actually brought it to the store. Not only did someone bring it in the store, someone baked it in the store, they baked it in another store, and then they put it on the shelves. And now I have fresh bread. The roads. The roads, someone had to pave the roads, the gas. The money. The money. The water inside the truck. If you really look into every process, it's probably about over a million, maybe a few million people who've actually made sure that that comes to you. Wow. If you consider all the... It's a good exercise for this. Beautiful, yeah. Even the, he, he says billions. Who says billions? Or David Geffen. Oh, nice. When you, if you really contemplate everything, because it's not just... Because even... The field before that farmer got the field was another farmer who made sure that the ground was tilled a certain way, and he had a certain, he had different contraptions. And what contraptions did he use to make sure that, that it goes on and on and on and on? And that everything is completely. Yeah. So we have to have this attitude of 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 gratitude. He's going to continue developing this. Parsha zu shel Torah even yisod legabe kol ayachas shel amerchav chayin yishim hachomerim rekav hachomer ruchdim. This parsha bikurim is the foundation. 
of our broad relationship to other people, our physical life, and even more so our spiritual life. Kabachomer, our spiritual life. Habatim hanechasim vekinyanim be'eret Yisrael, the houses, the property, and the things we buy in Israel. Einam rakatslachas ishis. It's not only to to make wealthy or to bring hatslacha to an individual person. Rather, it's the revelation or the bringing together of a dream of thousands of years. And a person who looks at the full picture, in the broader sense, then the foundation of his life gets filled with meaning and its implications. Uh, uh, and it fills you with happiness. Because the Torah finishes the parsha of Bikurim and says, And you're filled with goodness, you're filled with gratitude that Hashem has given us our houses to the Levi, to the uh, and the ger that resides among you, right? So it's like, you know, you go to a store, you buy, like, I was, I don't know why I'm stuck on the Abel's and Hyman hot dogs today, but like, you yeah, think like, a couple days ago, and it's like barbecue and yo that's so right. That's I'm like, where is the, where's the A&H? You ever have an Abel's and Hyman? He's, he's from London, he never had. Manchester, never had. Next time you want hot dogs? Go to his house. So, we have some. We have some. Go to his house. Come if you want. I think we have in no, the house. In my freezer, I have special people. So if you ever need one, go to his house. <laughs> so the point is this. The point is, is that there's so much here. And we say, oh, well, how come the hot dogs aren't good? So much here. And we say, well, how come the hot dogs aren't good? How come they don't have this? How come they don't have that? What's up with that? Why is the real estate so expensive? Right? <laughs> Well, they need to break, break out. Bamba needs to be more popular in the States. But they, uh, why, why is there not this? Why is there not that? And we show up on the scene as if it's already, everything's supposed to be a certain way. Why is this backwards? Why is that backwards? How come this doesn't work out? I, well, what's wrong with this? How come this system's fun, not functioning? Why don't they just make it like that? It would so be much more better. So what's your thought process supposed to be? Your thought process is supposed to be that... Look... Yeah, I'm saying No, I'm asking what. So what's oh, the, the thought process is supposed like two to be. Different ideas you're trying to say here. One is, look at the process. Look at look at the kibun. Like, because you said you started off with saying you look at yourself. It's X. You have to look at gadol. So I think by focusing yourself to look at what took place before you and what's going next, that forces you to think of more than just yourself. Yeah. So how is this hot? How do the hot dogs now? What does it have to do with the hot dogs? Right. Because no hot dogs in Israel. Because it's all got to do with the hot dogs means instead of getting frustrated or looking at the neg- negative and focusing our attention well, and our dope. consciousness on the fact that they might not have Abel's and Hyman hot dogs here. Well, they do have Chafetz Chaim hot dogs, right? Uh, instead of focusing on that, it's because we come in with the attitude of we are lo- losing out on the historical context of which we exist within the land that we lose on the attitude that look how much is here already. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, look how much just goes in to us being here, you know? Not worry about the hot dogs, looking at... You're going from the specific, I'm worried about my specific hot dog, to the broader context You're at a a barbecue, you're with family, you're having this, don't worry about the hot dogs. Even hot dogs are not a part of it, like it's such a silly... Even the hot dogs are silly, right? It's That's what he's saying, like, if we realize that the very fact that we're here... And we have possessions. They're okay, they're not exactly as I hot dogs, right? But like he says, like he says, like this was the dream of thousands of years coming together that we should be in the land. It's like this happened probably over a year ago. Like I was with a friend of mine. Shout out to Mendel Shoman if Mendel listens to the Shiram, you know Mendel, right? So we were it was erev Shabbos and we went to Bad Ayin because uh, there's a Mayan there in Bad Ayin Mikvah that you could go to, and we were there. And we went for this little hike to Jonah. I'm sure you've been to the Mayan over there. And there was a place selling hummus on the side, like Erev Shabbos. You know, some guy out of his house was making hummus and pitot, you know? And there's a sign, five shek this way, hummus that way. And we're driving through, and we're driving through. 
and we finally made it to the pitot and the fresh hummus. And there's some guy on his porch in Barayin who's making hummus. And there's Erev Shabbos and me and Mendel are sitting there eating the hummus and pita that the guy makes in his house. And it was just like, wow. And I remember Bendel turned to me and he's like, can you think our grandparents in the Holocaust ever thought we'd be here sitting, enjoying ourselves, Erev Shabbos and Bad Ayin in the Gush, right by Mayan, eating fresh pita and hummus with no place to go at this very moment in time. Like, okay, so I don't know how that talks, you know? But look, this was the dream of thousand years. Did anyone ever think the Jews are going to have their own army again? Okay, it's not this, it's not that. Okay, it's not perfect, you know. That's, maybe you're going to say it's not religion, you know. Fine, people. But did anyone ever think in a thousand years, we're going to have, when's the last time we had an army? In times of Yehoshua, we had an army. In the times of the Shoftim, we had, right. You know, so it's like, instead of picking everything apart with a particular thing, like you have to open up to the broad and say like, oh, it's wow. small-minded. Look at the hot dog. It's small-minded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You take a kid to a amusement park or something, and the kid's complaining about you feed her, or the water's not cold. Yeah. Look where you are. Look, like oh, it took you. I slept you to this, pl- you know, to have a good time the whole day. You just focused on you can't have the right soda. Like, like, yeah. So you take Eric's Rosh and brought us here, and now you're worried about the hot dogs. I'm like, that shows you're simply small-minded. Yeah. So kid, kids she, think. She, like kids she, think about the hot dog. Yeah. But, that, but that's the soda. That's the soda of the Bikurim. The soda of the Bikurim is, is that we have to look at the, the context in which it takes place. We have to look at the bigger picture. Well, we, we have, have to Yom, open ourselves we have, up. Yeah, we have Yom Shah, we have Zikaran to Yom Smut. You can't just walk into Yom Smut. You have to look at the context or else it's just a day of eating hot dogs from Israel. You look at where we are and what we're here for, we're diving for. Then you can kind of get to Yom Then you can kind of appreciate it. it's different. It's not yeah. just hot dogs. It's not just a teal. It's a real, it's a real day. Yeah, it gives it much more meaning and some substantiality to it. When a person looks at this, their, their ta'ana, their fruit basket, just through their particular eyes, like you're saying, it's only worth, it's a few, it's a few fruit. What's it really, what's really the value of it? But if you look with a broader vision, like the Torah talks about Bikurim, this is part of the dream that now has become into reality. This dream of coming to the land, this dream is the thing that gave us life that our ancestors had all thought about and gave us straight b'meshech alfei shanim throughout thousands of years. How great is, how much does that give a person? How much happiness? To understand the implications of where we are. It's like they say a story about uh, Rav Gusman. So Rav Gusman, when he was on the run from the Nazis, during the war, he famously he survived by berries, going around in the wo- going around in the woods. He knew what to eat, what not to eat. So they say that I read this amazing story about him. That you know the story? It's a great story. Hey, it's oh, great that story. when he came to Eretz Yisrael, and he had he planted his own gina in his chazer, in his courtyard. He had his own garden, and even at an old age, and it was hard for him to walk and everything like that. He was very, very mockbed that he should water his garden, the garden himself, you know, because it was the berries and the fruits that saved his life when he was in the woods. So what great Hakara Satov, it's not just the fruit appeared, you know, it's no, first we were slaves, now we were free, you know, like it's understanding the historical context and what he had to go through in order to come to the land. And he had a Satov, he had gratitude. He turned his attention to the fruits that saved his life and the berries, and he watered his own thing. Such a beautiful story. Did yeah. start with somebody teaching him which verse he couldn't, couldn't eat? Isn't that yeah, it started with that also. Yeah, just, yeah. Do you remember that bit? No, like, it was like before the war, like someone was showing him, like, 
like stand out of the blood. Just... And then we think about football things that you know you can eat these and you yeah. can eat those and you and then like you, you never heard that. That's oh, the that's the same thing. He was like, yeah. yeah, the beginning part of the story. He was like, I think it was his rub or something like yeah. that. Like took him for a walk in the woods and was just very casually saying, "This you could eat, that you can't eat, this you know." So what he's saying is, again, just to cause this point is about gratitude and having full appreciation for the larger context in which, which where we are in history, and where, the the and where our experience takes place and it's like you have to know Rabbi Gerzi always says like you have to know your place he has a fancy word for it I can't think of it now your socio something something socio-social context you know yeah some word that he uses but like where when you know where we are in history you can now place your life in the context of the greater thing otherwise your life is just happening in a vacuum you know but when you know where we are when Eric just are all in what took us to get here at least try to understand what took us to get here and then what's our avoda, like we've been learning about throughout all these shirim. So it becomes a much more uh, sobering, rooted, grounding experience of life you have just knowing where you exist. It's like even with clients that I work with, like I see the ones who have the family stories and even stupid stories, how mom and dad, you know, and their grandparents, and they understand you know, even some of the traumatic stories that happened in their family over the generations, there's a certain sense of identity, of strength of character and strength of identity that exists within that person. Because they were told the family history, they were told the family stories, it was something that was a part of their psyche, a part of their upbringing. And that's something that a lot of people take for granted. Like, but when that's not there within a person, when they don't really understand how their parents met each other and they don't really understand about their grandparents and where their grandparents came from and where their great-grandparents came from. They don't really understand the context of with their family. When that's lacking, it becomes very evident, actually. <laughs> you know, it becomes very, very evident and it comes out of the person's sense of self and their self-identity could often be lacking because they don't have that. So it's like, these are things that I know everyone in this room has, you know, <laughs> but... But if that were, it's like taking it for granted. Like if that weren't there, your life and your sense of being would feel very differently. So it's the same thing on a larger scale. Look and see. Come out, look and see. If you look at the streets of Jerusalem, you'd see with your eyes, old women and old ladies, they're sitting on their benches. And you'll hear kids playing in the streets. Hello, Shouldn't this fill a person's heart to see this amazing thing? Because we're able to see eye with our own very own eyes. Like the famous Navi Zachariah said, this famous pasuk. That one day you'll see Zekenim Zekenos, all elderly people filling the streets of Yerushalayim. And they'll have a staff in their hand from their old days, a walking cane. And the streets will be filled with children. That are playing within their streets. Right? So, let me read to the end. But with Katnas Adas, when you really don't appreciate the historical context in which we're here, so all you see is kids' noise. Ah, they're making so much noise. Right, and you understand the greater context again, like we're saying, it's not just kids playing in the street, this is the key of the Navi. Mm. And I want that they're going to be Beit Zakanim and Eric Jesus, so old, old age homes and nursing homes. And the Ramad Wali writes on this, he writes an amazing thing. I should have looked it up prior, but I remember from when I learned this originally. So he says, Why are they going to have? He says, This, this Pasuk is actually referring to after the Gula. Why are they going to be old with canes in their hands? They're going to be really old. You know why? Because these are the souls that come up from Trias HaMesim. That these people in the streets that are there, they're going to be mamish, old from Trias HaMesim. They're going to be there and it's going to be the old and the new 
living together. That's why they're going to have canes. That's why they're going to have canes. Amazing. Yeah, that's much more. That's really amazing. People will come up when they're old. People are going to come up with their old. Not necessarily when they're in their, in their prime. Because you, at some most they become something, but it's that much more they couldn't be as valuable if they're old. Yeah. He says, why are the kids going to be laughing? So the Ramad Wali also says, he says, because they're going to be born laughing. That's what he says. Is that an amazing thing? They're going to be laughing because they're born laughing. Now we cry. But the kids are going to be born laughing, so you're going to, he says an amazing thing. But either way, and with this glance, with this broadening of perspective, Matukas Hanadlan, real estate, Tigabel Pro. You get greater perspective based on this nevuah. Like it says in Yirmiyah, Hashem says, one day they're going to buy houses, real estate, and they're going to buy fields and vineyards in our land. Right? So instead we say, why is it so expensive? For those of you listening, the real estate in Israel is significantly more expensive then in the States, if you're looking to buy, we'll set you up with someone. We know some good peeps. Hey, uh, not me. Hey, uh, the real estate is significantly more expensive. You say, oh, why is it so expensive? Why does the government create a shortage of housing by packing everyone in? Look at all the land. Why don't they build it? Right? The answer is no. We have to see with greater perspective, do machazik ourselves and say, no, this is what the Navi said one day. He said, one day they're going to not only that, the context in which the Navi said this is amazing. Yermia was the, was the doomsday prophet. And the base of Migdash was being destroyed around him. He was imprisoned. The people hated him. There was destruction all around. And he lived to see the Chorban Beis Migdash. And you know what he said? Hashem lifted up him above time and space and showed him, the, showed him 2023. And he said, one day there's going to be Jews. There's going to be, house, there's going to be houses. And that gave him chizik to encourage to continue his message. Right? So the, the light of the soul needs to be able to discern and distinguish what's true tikkunim. This way we don't get dimmed by living here and the hardships of the reality of living here. The simcha is the byproduct. It's the fruit of the consequence of this nakuda vistaklus, of looking at things within a certain way. Ko otie histaklus mintumtemis vidala, as long as a person's gauge and consciousness or their mindset is limited, gam hasimcha tie bihetem, then happiness will also be measure to measure limited. Zes sod hayagon shedvarenim, and this has to do with depression in our days. Choser hasipik vehanachat. It's lacking inner satisfaction and calm. And the reason why, it's not because people are lacking in physicality. It's not people that are lacking in the chitzonius in the of their life, but they're lacking in their inner gaze. They're lacking in the way they look at themselves and the sipika nefesh, and they're lacking at this inner perspective in order to see uh, the goodness. Eder like a void. Is that what Eder means? Yeah. Eder means a void. A right. void. Not a void. A void. Yeah. A void. Yeah. Okay. Not to avoid, but a void within a person. Lack. Eder means lack. Right? Elamah. Eder amavit from this lack of looking. Hanachon It's like we live in the richest times. Richer than any king ever lived. Ever. In their lives. Right? Did Shlomo HaMelech have indoor plumbing? <laughs> you know, air conditioning. I mean, now we have a car. Cars have anti-shock. It's much more comfortable than a horse and buggy. Right? It's like, it's like this is even what it says in the Chobos HaLavavos, in the Shara Vodos Elokim, which, which is the Hakdama, the Shara Bitachon. Right? That a person needs to serve, we need to serve Hashem, not because of fear, but because of a Kar Satov. That's the whole Shara Vodos Elokim in the Chobos Levavos. Serving Hashem mitoch HaKarasatov. He says that's why Am Yisrael has more mitzvahs than all the nations. Why? Because we receive more tovos than all the nations. And the mitzvahs are expressions of gratitude back to Hashem. And that's why the Kohanim have more mitzvahs than the regular people. Because the Kohanim received, out of Am Yisrael, the Kohanim received 
more tovos than the rest of the things. He goes through in the chovos tovos there. You have to go through the psukim. So they have more mitzvahs as an expression of gratitude. You have to have the attitude of gratitude. Hasiba, ki be'emes yesh lishlo, right? And therefore we need to ask, halo dorenu kimabe ve'enu chaser davar? Don't, kiman enu chaser davar? Don't, aren't we not lacking anything? Bevada v'yachas l'doros ha'kadmim, in relationship to other generations. Madu'a ha'yagom posha b'nafashos v'yisro, v'atzfus v'hazdik v'hidachtuch makif v'nchela ko kach godo be'ochlosia, right? Why is depression and sadness so prevalent? Nowadays, so he's going to offer his answer to this. Uh, of course, we're putting aside abuse and trauma and sexual abuse, a, uh, which is unfortunately rampant in our communities. Uh, the reason for this is very, very deep. Right? The sadness is not because we're lacking material things. It's because we don't have this broader perspective. Right? The the lacking is because we really don't fully understand and have the meaning to our existence. Because simcha is the... Totsar, how would you translate that? Totsar shalamidas ha'adam v'makom haroi v'meduiklo. Simcha is the outcome, the outgrowth of a person recognizing where they are. V'matzav zeh memela ba'im gale simcha v'shoitven mesanefesh. And with this situation, where a person is able to find the meaning within what they're doing, that brings happiness to the soul. Now, I wanted to ask a question on here. Let me read a little bit, but I'll ask a question over here. Because in this paragraph, this is what I didn't understand. This paragraph, he seems to say, that a person needs to find meaning in life. That when a person has meaning in their lives, so that breeds forth happiness, like Viktor Frankl and Man's Search for Meaning, you know? But throughout the rest of the piece, he seems to be mm-hmm. saying by recogn- having gratitude and recognizing our historical context and where we are and not taking things for granted, finding the Nakudas Tovos and everything, right? That, that seems to bring happiness. I wasn't sure if he was saying a different idea, same, same idea, so I was a little bit, what? Same thing. Both give you meaning. Both is an aspect of, no, no. Why am I at this point? Why is it worth me continuing? Why, you know, yeah. you see the, it's the same. The thing. broader purpose. The going. To find your meaning, but in a broad prism. Not the hot dogs, but to see what that is. And that brings you simple. To see what your role is, but on a more of a global thought process. The bigger picture. The bigger picture, no. Okay. What do you think? I was thinking something along those lines also, like that's considered meaning in your life. Like when you understand like here we are in Eretz Yisrael and, and we can't take anything for granted. None of this was here before us. You know, these tables, the trees, the plumbing, the roads, you know, and like even it's like by my kid's school, the Netzach, so it overlooks those beautiful mountains, you know. But then they're like, carving out one of the mountains. And you're like, what the heck? Why are they ruining the mountains? You know? You're like, they're taking the beautiful mountains, the beautiful view, and then they're digging a hole in it for whatever reason. Like, who knows what they're going to put there, you know? You go up north. Every time I go, let's say, Tiberi or something, there's, before Gilboa, there's one mountain, huge mountain, where the entire side of it is carved out facing the highway. <laughs> Every time I drive up there, I'm like... You couldn't do the other side? I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying not to fall off the highway. My like, can't. I got that is so upset. At least Beit Shemesh. Like the other side, or if you bicycle, you see it. It's like the front. You don't go to Beit Shemesh. See the whole thing. The whole thing. You gotta make the houses, but like it just. But you're right. You gotta look at it like they're they're making houses. So it's either a mountain to look at yeah. or people to live there. So you have it every day. Have a reminder of just Israel and, and the mountains. But it just. Do you look at it exactly? Do you oh, look at it as like destruction, or does, is, it, is it like is it like so Amanas live nose? Or is it just so simple? Looks like just a chunk yeah. out of the mountain. Like, oh my god, are they? Well, that's the thing. That that's that's the. I think that's exactly the point. Like, when they're quarrying it, and you look at it, do you say exactly like this? It's just destruction for the sake of destruction, or is there a greater purpose and a greater meaning to the things that we are seeing? Right? What's the context in which this is taking place? And right, they're building houses. They're using it for stone. There, or do you look at it and we and we just take for granted? Like we show up on the scene and we're like, oh, this is here. Why is why is the hot dog not here? You know what I'm saying? Or, 
or the, the other hardships. Why do is it that I go to a thing, I can't get a passport appointment until five years from now? Like, you know, what is that? You know, and you're like, it shouldn't be that way. Ugh! You know, and you get all upset or why is this, you know, why is this person driving like a maniac? Because <laughs> it's the Middle East. That's why he's driving like a maniac. It's okay. No, it's you know? okay. I think, I think it is okay to see that something that's not okay and think of ways of making it better but if it if it makes you feel angry or depressed or upset then that's it's negative but if you don't if there's not a hot dog that you'd like to have a hot dog you could say the air is great but we would love to have this something I can bring some more so people can have hot dogs here or like you don't yeah. it have to be like oh it could be yeah you shouldn't ruin the reason why you're at a barbecue is the hot dog. you know like that just to be here just to be here with a barbecue that's connected to a gas line if you the have. That's where I think it's difficult. The hot dogs, there's other hot dogs. That's where there's no other. That's it. See, like, you're screwed. Like, the what part? The hot the dogs. Passport. There's other hot dogs. Okay, yeah, this. It's still fine. Calm down. If you don't get an appointment for the passport, you are screwed. You're, you're ice screwed. You know, it's yeah. not like you can get another passport, you know, Ukraine. That's it. So, uh. But again, it's all about. You should let it ruin your day. It's an inside out job, not an outside in job, right? When we. When we're look at life through those lenses, life becomes those lenses, right? If I'm wearing red sunglasses, everything looks red. If I'm wearing blue, everything looks blue. It's right. And that's the famous Balshento. They weren't able to drink the waters because the waters were bitter. But the people were bitter. It means we have one paradigm in which we're able to view life. We have one set of lenses. And when we look at life through a very limited lens, so then we become negative, we become cynical. When we look at life through a broad picture, then we feel freer. So I read to the end. Right? Right? Standing in a place, it's not just being here, it's not just a, 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 a external life. It's more than that. Right? The maimed of a person's life is their das. Exactly what we're saying. It's the way the looking view in which you view world, the paradigm in which you see life. Right? Because the das is the thing that brings a person to an eternal life. With the das chadarim that resides within yamalu, sorry, with das chadarim yamalu, right? With wisdom, it fills the room, right? He misharetes as nofe hanefesh vesmarche. Right, that it it gives a person a broad soul and it enlivens a person. But a limited thing, a limited knowledge, it's like a small cramped apartment. That the soul begins to suffocate and strangulate itself with cynicism, negativity, particularities, self-concern. Right? And then you become not satisfied with your cabinets and your granite countertop and your marble countertop. Ah, it needs to be a different color. Right? right? Our das, our thoughts are the wallpaper of our mind. And when we decorate our mind with that type of wallpaper, so you have ugly wallpaper, so life looks ugly. Life looks punitive. Life looks simple. Right? And when we fill our mind with consciousness and das, we have this broader perspective, right? So the wallpaper of our mind shifts and we see the very same event gets experienced from a completely different vantage point, right? right? One person saw a movie, one person thought it, three people saw a movie, one person thought it was good, one person thought it was bad, the other person thought it was so so, right? So what was the movie? Good, bad, or so so? It's whatever you thought it was. That's what it was. Our circumstance doesn't dictate our happiness. Our circumstance doesn't dictate our well-being. A person could be, like I always think of the time, like it was Pesach a bunch of years ago and we were in Florida and we got out of the airport, we rented the car and I started yelling at my kids in the car, surrounded by beautiful palm trees and everything. So here you're on vacation, you're in a beautiful thing, nothing could be better, right? But you're filled with upset feelings because it's not the vacation, it's the das, it's you, it's your conscious. We live in an inside out world, not an outside in world. But when we're looking at the or of redemption, all our souls want greatness. We want bigness. 
B'tochen, to see all the happenings and its inner meaning. Therefore, you can't be happy if you see life in a limited way. That a person looks at life in, uh, with a perspective that's not suitable for nowadays. For the moment that we're living in. And seeing things in the proper way though is compared like a person saving from life, from death to life. And then you bring the Bikurim and you have the Suda, this gratitude back to Hashem. So all the difficulties in our, the tests in our life come from this perspective of small mindedness, mochin the katnas, limited consciousness. But a person. Right, but then a person, I, I think this is what he's saying, I wasn't sure, 100%, right? That when a person looks at things with a limited, limited way, so then they don't enjoy anything. Like I think he's saying, like, they don't even enjoy the Torah because they're looking at the Torah like Vesam Tem, right? It should be a Sam Tam, it should be like a, a perfect medicine. In, it could be the Sam Amaves or it could be the Sam Achayim, right? That the Torah could be now be the Sam Amaves for a person. I mean, this is a larger discussion, but... Because they look at everything negative, right? And really, what's the Torah supposed to be? He's saying, like, you're supposed to dip yourself in the wisdom and the light of Gula, right? And it's supposed to bring you to a higher place, to a, 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 a life of living in the now with this broader perspective, right? To understand we come from Amr Ravinu, that this land was promised to Avram, and now we're here today. Right? And through this perspective, even difficult things, a person's able to accept. You're able to be okay with not being okay. Therefore, a person gets stronger with their kochos. And then when a person gets hit with a fit of depression or a fit of sadness, when a person is able to be okay with not being okay, when a person is able to live life with a certain sense of gratitude, a certain inner strength, so then you don't fall to depression and total hopelessness. It's like an armed soldier. So through his testing and through his military training, even though it's difficult, it becomes, he becomes stronger and becomes better through it. That was he was saying. I think... Also, I think the point before it was like, if you live in a small world, then a little piece, for example, if you're thinking about yourself, then any little, anything that happens is a, a tenth of your hot dog. It's, it's a big thing. But yeah. if you now you fill your world with more things, so it's, just, it's a smaller thing. It's a smaller deal. Yeah. Like I think the, the thing before with the uh, Italian shayish yeah. is that literally your walls, if you have a small room your mind your life is here a hot dog is a 20th so it's five it's a big deal but if you're now if you're focused on many things mm. so look at the whole room hot dog is a, a thousandth it's much smaller so yeah. the, big, the more you fill your your horizons you broaden yourself looking at context then hot dog is just a stupid piece of meat if all you focus on in a barbecue hot dog is a third of a barbecue i mean yeah, yeah. it's being how big beautiful uh, what your eyes are on so any little thing is small, but that's all you think about. Like, you know, like my, some, the kid does something, and my wife's like, oh, that's not that big a deal. Oh, your shoulder's hurting you? It's not that big a deal. For you, that's a big deal. You know, yeah. if that's your pain, that's a big deal. For me to look at someone else's issues, for me, that's small. Oh, this is a problem for you? Yeah, you'll be fine. For that person, their trauma is big. Each yeah. person has their own, you know, their own scale, but the point is if you're focused on yourself, then every little thing in your in your life is a big deal. If you're focused on more things, then all of a sudden it's just a smaller fraction or a ratio. It goes down. Beautiful, yeah. But ha'eder, seeing the the context in which it happens. Here we're gonna wind we're gonna wind down. Hold on. But ha'eder gdulos deyazu and 
Gdulas Dea Zoo, right? With lack of this, Eina Adam Reva Chaim, Gamit Kol Hashpiyash, Kol Hashpashiyesh, Logash Misaf Ruchnias, Kinukudas Oisher Chaim Bidarenu, He Asher Tisvavis Simcha Vetam Bechol Yosmar Vrechaim, Shehem Einam El Gila Vita Shalukudas Ashosh Vodas, Vavoda Kishav Hashem Etzion, right? And when a person doesn't look at life this way, it becomes, basically becomes hard. Uh, to end with the Parsha connection, Achrimos Kedoshim. I also have a connection, by the way, just now. Well, that's the thing. In our life, do we see the broader context of, right, Achrimos, they die, and then it's Kedoshim, becomes holiness. Do we see the broader context of our life as an Olam Habedika life? Do we only look at our life right now? Right? That's what it says, Chaye Sarah. Right? So the, the Ishbister says on Chaye Sarah, he says, Asara's dying. Why is it called Chai, Sarah, that she's living? Because true tzaddikim, a true proper gaze, is to live life for Olam Haba, to live life with Amuna, to live life. So her whole life, she wanted to see God. Her whole life, Sarimena wanted to see the bigger picture. So now that she passes away, now she's truly living because she could have Vekas with Hashem. So that's why it's Chai, Sarah. So the same thing. Achri Moskidoshim, right? But after a person dies, now you could see Komanda Rachmana Latavavit. Now you could see the bigger tapestry of life, the woven, the interconnectedness of everything, right? And this is what, this is what a, uh, Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, right? You want to you wanna see Sadiq Aralo or Rasha Vitovlo, you want to see everything? I have to undo the world from the beginning of time. He says the same thing for Rabbi Akiva, right? You want to see why all this happens? I have to show you from the beginning of time why everything would happen, you know? Meaning to say, like, when we have the broad perspective of the whole, all Gilgulim and all history and all Panemius and we see the world vis-a-vis Hashem's eyes, you have that type of perspective, right? Ain't shum yish ba'olam klal. Ain't shum yish ba'olam klal, right? You don't see anything bad. But we see the world only partly. We see the world only partly. We don't see the full perspective, right? So vis-a-vis our limited view, yeah, it looks bad. But if we see Hashem's view, we see that everything is cool, everything is good. And with that, everyone, let us to see ourselves as part of Am Yisrael, enjoy Eretz Yisrael. And for those who don't live here yet, it's still good. You're, you're still tzaddikim because we have our land. Hashem has was bacharbo. He has not forgot about his cast aside nation. With that, everyone, good Shabbos.